If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, from the most powerful city in the world, a new generation of conservative talk. Fair, fresh, fun. It's the Guy Benson Show with Guy Benson. Welcome to the Guy Benson Show, partnering with Christine, Wyatt, and Dan. My name is Harry Hurley. Honor to fill in today for Guy, who will be back on Monday. Guy Benson offers smart, fast-paced political and cultural insights from the right-leaning perspective. Guy blends major newsmaking guests, including a steady stream of Fox News All-Stars. We'll demonstrate that as the afternoon, early evening goes along. And Guy brings passionate informed monologues. The Guy Benson Show is one of the most relevant nationally syndicated radio talk shows in America. Welcome to the Guy Benson Show. And a reminder, a quick reminder, Guy will be back on Monday. So no worries, just here today. The first item we want to cover today, and it's it's very important because where something starts isn't where it ends. Almost never is that the case. The beginning, and especially in electoral politics and in in the different philosophies of governance, where they begin is just their entry into how much can we get away with, how far can we go. A number of years ago, California started to whisper that non-citizens should be able to vote because, after all, they always say it's only fair. For example, with children in school, it's, it, it would only be fair that you should be able to vote in school board elections. And then, of course, if it's fair that you vote in school board elections, then, of course, it's fair that you have to have a say in who your mayor, who your council members would be. And then, of course, that's not enough because then you have the county government because in your tax bill, you have the local purpose tax, you have the school board tax, you have your county tax, state tax, federal tax. So in other words, it never ends. It's a way in the door so that you don't say anything in the beginning because, come on, it's just the school board. And that's where it was in California. But then it turns into it's the school board and it's your local elections. Then it turns into 11 other cities pick up this trend. And then, of course, before you know it, the greatest city in the world, New York, with Comrade de Blasio, five seconds out the door, from out the door, They, of course, slip it in right before the holidays with this measure that they've been trying to do for years and years and years and could never muster the support to push it past the finish line. Well, they did about a week ago, and the fallout has been significant because we knew that de Blasio would sign it. So if council approved it, then it would happen. What I believe has to happen, uh, some, an interested party could be an uninterested, uninterested third party, but it probably should be an interested party, should take this up. What this has to be, this has to be tested uh, in the highest court that you can get it to, get a standing. Now, it's true. Some of these uh, courts right below the Supreme Court support some of this stuff. They, they take an oath of office 
to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, and then they are capable of doing things like this. It's very well established, you would think, that you have to be a citizen in order to vote. It's it's absurd that you would have a situation where anyone would think that someone who is not a citizen would have the right to decide local races. I mean, and they look, this it's 800,000 that they're willing to cop to, but it's more like a million. The more that I've been looking into this, it's it's over a million people. Think about local races in New York, depending on the districts where folks are located. And this could absolutely be determinative in these elections. It has to be tested ultimately get to the Supreme Court where the Supreme Court says the Constitution, this is settled law. This is even before settled law. This this is in the Constitution. When this great nation, the greatest nation in the history of the world was being formed, it's right there for all to see. But you have to understand, these woke, broke, joke Democrats, they don't care. Oh, oh you have to be a citizen? Well, we don't care. We say we say you can we you can vote. So guess what? And the way they always do it, it's like when Jimmy Carter gave up the Panama Canal. Nobody cared because it was like 15 years later. That was a strategic choke point. Never should have been done. And in case you haven't been paying attention, Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter 2.0. It's it's worse. It's much worse. But these are the things. Oh yeah, don't worry. It's it's not this year. It's it's not next year. It's not until 2023. So don't worry. Well, you need to worry because making something that's not legal legal and then you know that it's going to continue to go into the areas that we covered just a moment ago because it will. Do you think they ever stop? Remember when they took a few words out of School books, then they started doing away with school books, then they started doing away with key people in history and putting new people in that nobody ever heard of. And, and then, of course, when President Trump said, hey, look, they're taking down the Confederate statues today. They're, they're going to be taking down Washington and Lincoln. I could produce the reams of evidence of all the scholars who stepped up and mocked Trump and said it can never happen. This can never happen. They'll never take Washington down. Never. They've taken Washington down. They've taken Lincoln down, the great emancipator. Imagine that. They, they have taken Franklin down. They will find a way to take down anyone that doesn't fit their agenda. And they, they simply want to cancel you, wipe you out. You need to get informed about this issue. You can't make people care about things they don't want to care about, but we should really care about this. I don't know about you, and I I at least can accept, because if you support the Constitution, you, you shouldn't pick and choose. Hey, I like it here, and I don't like it here. But I personally don't like it that the census is affected by illegals that should not be here. Because the language was persons, it didn't say citizens. So how do you argue that? You can be upset about it. You can watch as districts can be gerrymandered after a governor. That's named after a governor where they um, made a district in a way that can put someone over the finish line to win that otherwise wouldn't win. 
So when you hear that term, there's a real person behind the name Jerry Mandering. And it happens. They carve out parts of your district if they want to get rid of someone every 10 years, someone that just would keep winning and they don't want them to keep winning. They completely change the district. Sometimes they make it the two members are running against each other. And that census was directly affected by illegals in this country because they count in the census. And that's dramatic at times, the difference that that can be. So is it is it a stretch on the Guy Benson show with filming Guy Harry? Is it a stretch to say that today it's the school board or today in New York it's city council races and mayor races, local races? Is it a stretch to say that next year, the year after? Because you see how these things happen. You hear about these laws, and it's like, oh, don't worry about that law. It's a, it's a secondary law. They have to stop you for something else before they could even question you on the secondary law. I promise you, if you follow these secondary laws, almost each and every time, one year later, they quietly amend it to a primary law, and this is how they do it. Oh, don't get upset about that. That's something you never get stopped for that. You have to get stopped for something else, and then they could ask you about that. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, oops, look at this. And this is how they've done it. Since Bill Ayers stood on those court steps and said, guilty as hell, free as a bird, the Weather Underground, if you remember them, they blew up things and got away with it. And then imagine that they become professors, and I don't even know. How, how does that happen? How do you go from domestic terrorists to noted university pre, uh, professor? How's that happen? Because it's fantastical, and it's bizarro world, and Democrats can almost do anything in bizarro world. Andrew Cuomo thought he could do anything in bizarro world. And for quite a while, until Letitia James, he did. Chris Cuomo thought he could do anything until he couldn't. So at some point, just like Joe Biden right now, the hologram president, at some point it is all going to matter. You just don't know the date. But there are some things that are worth standing up for. There are some things that are worth fighting. And illegals, and I know that was stricken from what is called the AP stylist book. Imagine that can't say that they don't write it you can't say it it's undocumented and they have all these new words to say things because they don't want it to be what it is it's like build better you know build back better it's free because they say it's free joe biden doesn't wear a face mask when he's in a place with a sign right over his shoulder that says you have to wear a face mask inside peter Ducey, fox news all-star White House uh, correspondent asks Jen Psaki, the president wasn't wearing a mask and it was required and was posted. And the answer from the podium is that President Biden always follows CDC guidelines. It's like, hello, he just didn't. And you're saying he always does. They lie about everything. So don't believe them when they tell you it's just local races. And oh, by the way, what if it is just local races? That's okay. Why, why is that all right? What Does the Constitution suspend at a certain level where you just ignore it? I don't think so.
and let's let's just be real about this. The the demographic breakdown of illegals is probably ninety nine percent to one. There was a point in time, but it was peop- it it was wonderful people coming here legally. You know that's what people that start calling people names and intolerant and these different things. This is the greatest country in in the history of the world in every respect, including legal immigration. Why don't people get more concerned about people? I I can tell you an example because I helped this person and our congressman at the time, Van Drew, is there now. We have news. We have breaking news about him that we'll share uh, in the next segment. The congressman before Van Drew in New Jersey, in in the southern portion of the state, there was a wonderful person. He did everything right. He came here. He left his family. He played by all the rules. Seven years. And there was a bureaucratic mistake. He did everything right. He was almost at the finish line. The government made a mistake. And they told this beautiful person that did everything right that you have to start all over again. It was their mistake. No no appeal process, no grievance. You can't say, look, I've been seven years doing this, paying taxes, leaving the country, because if you know anything about how it works, you can be here for a certain period of time. Then you have to leave. Then you can come back and you're leaving your family. And you are making yourself known and you are doing everything by the book, including paying taxes. And now we're going to continue to provide extraordinary rights and benefits. Oh, it took him another few years. He did he did become an American, by the way, but he had to start all over again. It was about 10 years, 10 years to become a legal American citizen and it was one of those beautiful things I've ever seen. That's the way it always was. You wanted to be here and you wanted to do things the right way. I am against non-citizens voting for every proper reason that there is. I am for the beauty of legal immigration. That's what makes America great. We'll be back in just a little bit. Breaking news about United States Congressman Jeff Andrew. When we come back in just a moment, this is The Guy Benson Show. Guy Benson will be right back. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Welcome back. This is The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in for Guy. I'm partnering with Christine, Wyatt, and Dan. And we come bearing breaking news. You might think, well, you know, Republicans endorse Republicans, right? So this isn't this isn't really big news. And what I would say to that is ask Liz Cheney, ask Adam Kinzinger, ask Georgia Governor uh, Brian Kemp if the endorsement of President Trump is meaningful, if it can be achieved. There are many cases where President Trump will not be endorsing Republicans in the upcoming election cycle. And he has made it clear that he's going to limit the number of endorsements that he does to keep them special. 
we have confirmed exclusively directly from United States Congressman Jeff Andrew, Republican from the second congressional district in New Jersey. And there's a there's a really amazing story here because in the run up to decision 2020, Congressman Jeff Andrew was a Democrat. He was considered to be a moderate Democrat, a conservative Democrat, but he had been a Democrat for almost 30 years at least. And he made the switch in the Oval Office with President Trump, who endorsed him. And then Van Drew went on to defeat a Kennedy for the second district seat in the toughest election for any member of Congress, the second one. Winning the first one is clearly a major challenge, but many times freshmen get picked off in the sophomore election. Van Drew added to his situation by switching parties, and he switched parties from the majority party to the minority party, which in the entire history of America had never been done before Van Drew. So we have learned and confirmed that President Trump has endorsed Jeff Andrew for re-election. It is a big endorsement. With it comes the ability to be a prodigious fundraiser, uh, support that comes with it. And in a Republican primary or in a district uh, that leans Republican, having President Trump's endorsement is very, very meaningful. That is a big deal. Might sound like, oh, you know, come on, it's, it's 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 a nothing burger. But it is actually a something burger. And every expectation, I believe even the Democrats have accepted it, that Republicans will be winning at least the House of Representatives, probably both the House and the Senate, but, but assuredly the House of Representatives. Because in a normal, and this is all of modern American history, going back 150 years, in every midterm election, with the exception of George W. Bush, and that was only because of September 11th and the greatest, most significant terrorist attack in American history. But the president's party loses an average of 28 seats. Barack Obama and Joe Biden lost more than 60 in 2010, the first midterm. 70 Democrats are vulnerable in the November 8th, 2022 midterm national elections. Clearly more than five will switch. So the House is gone. Democrat members are dropping out even. More are going to drop out. Van Drew getting Trump's endorsement is huge, and it affects even who would run against him. Much more straight ahead. This is The Guy Benson Show. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Talking about the issues you care about. Guy Benson. Welcome back to the Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in today. Guy will be back on Monday, and I am partnering with Christine Wyatt and Dan. We're in good hands. This is the Guy Benson Show. On the Guy Benson Show newsmaker line is Congressman Roger Williams from the 25th Congressional District of the great state of Texas. 
Congressman Williams, welcome to the Guy Benson Show. Well, thank you, Harry. Good to be on with you and your listeners. Great to be on with you. A fan of your work, and I love when we have business owners, and you would probably say a small business owner. But as you know, small business is the backbone of America. It doesn't get focused on enough, doesn't get spoken enough, but it truly is the backbone. And so you bring that pedigree of actually uh, having to sign the the part of a check that a lot of people who write laws have never signed before. They're good at signing the back of a check. Uh, They're not so good at signing the front of a check because they never have created one job. So that is, I think, very, very helpful. So you can appreciate that we have an inflation crisis. This is Jimmy Carter, at least 2.0. In many respects, it's even worse. We don't have an oil embargo, and there's some things that are different. But as you know, Food and energy are not even included. That's a that's a rigged game. How do you say the stuff we eat and the the, the energy we need to to live is, is not part of inflation? So I say it's not eight percent inflation. We're over ten percent, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. And and you're right. When you talk about business people, we certainly need business people in Congress on both sides of the aisle and. I still have a business, as you mentioned, and yep. uh, these laws when we pass, I have to live with them. And I, I'm old enough. I was in business back in 1881, and uh, you talk about inflation yeah. under Carter. Of course, they had those high interest rates. But I think you're right. I mean, the inflation right now is well over 10%, and we see it. Uh, and the problem is uh, here we have inflation, and we continue to talk about raising taxes. Uh, we talk about mandates. Uh, and all this does is hurt our ability to begin to – slow it down, get a handle on it, and, and get businesses competing again and, 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 and bring it back to where it needs to be. So it's an issue that is much more uh, uh, higher than what people think it is and what they report it is. Congressman Williams, thank God for uh, Senator Manchin, because if they could have cobbled 50 Democrats, this disastrous, I hate the term even, because it's not what it says, it's, it's a disaster build back better nonsense. The president finally has admitted that it's at least done Dunsville for this year. I think it's done, period, because you know this. You've got 70 Democrat colleagues of yours that are vulnerable right now. They might All 70 may not lose, but they're vulnerable, and many of them are going to lose, and they're going to lose the majority. They don't want to lose their seats. Who's going to want to be for this thing come the new year? I, I say it's finished. No, it's a loser, and it needs to be finished because it's some of the worst legislation we've ever seen in our country. It's totally socialistic, and, you know, we have to say the word socialism. That's where these people are. But when you talk about – we talk about how strong Main Street America is. It's the backbone of our country, as you said. Half the payroll, half the workforce is generated by, by small business. And this thing, build back better, build back broke, as we as we <laughs> say in Texas, is uh, is just an attack on, on, on Main Street America. I mean – I mean, you're talking about amnesty for 14 million illegals. You're talking about raising taxes, $400 billion on, on small business tax hikes. You're talking about 87,000 IRS agents, for crying out loud. These are new employees that you know you can't get rid of once they're hooked into the federal government. And they're just going to send them out like piranhas to uh, collect from Main Street America so Biden can say it's free. And it's only free if you don't have a job and paying for it. So, yes, we, we hope that Manchin and Sinema and the others over there will hold strong because we can't this is not a time to raise taxes this is a time to cut taxes this is a time for less government not more government uh this is a time to create competition among small business and and uh, certainly not talk mandates so 
it's bad, bad legislation, and uh, we are to the point we've got to defeat it. And I'm like you. I think the longer it goes, the shallower it gets. Uh, we're all going to be running for re-election in January. A lot of these people are going to drop that thing like a hot potato <laughs> and uh, run. And I think that we should be, hopefully, we will beat back this uh, socialistic maneuver by Biden. I think you have. I really think that Biden, just President Biden, doesn't want to admit it in this year. I think some point next year he's going to realize it's not happening. And the other thing about it that is so blatantly intellectually dishonest, they pick a number out of the sky as though they would be starting government programs that would actually sunset. Let me give you my theory, and we'll see uh, if the great Congressman Roger Williams of the great state of Texas agrees or disagrees with me on this. They wanted a phony score. uh, The White House press secretary said that the new score is a phony score. No, the phony score is the one that only pays for this for a short period of time, like it really would ever go away. And then, of course, they know they're going to lose the House of Representatives. And as you know, all spending measures uh, originate in the House. So then they would blame you and your colleagues, the, the Republican majority, for killing these incredible programs that would have continued if you didn't make this terrible course correction and elect Republicans back in the majority. They know they've lost and they were setting you up going forward. What do you think of my theory? No, I think you're right. I mean, and they know this is a loser and they're uh, like you say, sun, i.e., i.e., sunsetting these, yeah. these uh, programs uh, to make the numbers work, and on uh, which they think that they can that they can use. Uh, the fact of the matter is, any way you look at it, it's four point nine trillion dollars, uh, and uh, in, in, any way you look at it, and uh, it's uh, it's something that really breaks the breaks the bank. But they but look at scoring up in Washington is all, uh, as we've learned, fuzzy math everywhere. You, you, you score what you want to score and try to go out and sell it. The truth of the matter is Build Back Better uh, is a $4.9 trillion deficit program that is more built towards social programs and hard infrastructure programs, things that we can see, things we can touch, things we can depreciate. And uh, it's a loser. And, and, the, and the shame of it is the Biden administration thinks all of us are idiots and uh, we're minions and we're the people. And uh, and the and the minions and the people and the idiots are now joining together. They see it, and they're going to get defeated badly, as you as you responded to uh, this next November, and we're going to get the house back. I have no doubt. I mean, you, have, you only have to pick up five. If nothing bad is going on, the midterm of the first the first midterm of the president and his party loses twenty eight seats. Uh, you, you're going to do it. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and not a moment too soon because a lot of the things that have gone on. Over the last 11 and a half months, I mean, just a quick scorecard, yep. 11 and a half months ago, Congressman Williams, we were energy independent and a net oil exporter. Look at us now. Yeah. Well, none of this had to happen. I mean, whether you like President Trump or not, his policies were perfect. Yep. They worked. Uh, I'm a business guy. You know, less government is good. Lower taxes is good. Uh, letting people make money is good. Creating cash flow is good. And then none of this had to happen. And, you know, it just shows our listeners and all of us. How, how fragile democracy is. We spent 200 years in a democratic society, and 11 months, uh, Joe Biden and his team come and start destroying it. And uh, that's why we've got to, we, and we will, we, we will get it back. But this is the most negative president I've ever seen in my life, and I remember everybody from Truman forward. But, you know, he predicts death to everybody. He predicts bad weather. He's, uh, he knows so much about things he doesn't know about. He's a vaccine expert. I mean, this is the most negative person 
we have leading our country right now, and that needs to change also. Let's talk immigration, because also under this president's, um, I'll use the word leadership, but that's oxymoronic at least, at uh, best, uh, disastrous. I mean, imagine the money was there to finish the, the border wall, paid paying people to not build it, paid for the materials to not use them. Uh, it's incredible to me, and it, it, it is on purpose. They want they want this illegal immigration invasion, and they want to give extraordinary benefits. They want to give the president wants to give four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars to people that shouldn't be here in the first place. If they're separated, they wouldn't be separated if they weren't here. I'm compassionate. I don't want anybody separated. But if you come here illegally, you're you're abusing everyone, including all the wonderful people that are doing it the right way. And you know how onerous that can be and how many years that can take to do it the right way. This is terrible. And and it sends a terrible message. And, they, of course, they want non-Americans, non-citizens to be able to vote. I mean, there are a lot of things here. What is your take, Congressman Williams, on this whole illegal immigration issue? Well, it's a disaster. And I was Secretary of State under Governor Perry before I was in Congress. And one of my roles was to oversee the border. And so I've been down there a lot since 2005. And it's worse today than it was yesterday. And it's going to be worse tomorrow than it is today. And we're giving up our sovereignty. This president has come in. Give up our sovereignty. Give up the rule of law. We are a land of laws. And like you say, all of us are compassionate. We want everybody to realize the American dream. But why don't you go through the ports of entry rather than between the ports of entry? And when you make the decision, your first decision to come to America is to break the law, we have problems with that. So, you know, and the $450,000, I mean, that's almost unbelievable, isn't it, that somebody wants to pay somebody like this to break the law. And, you know, think about what that money could do in small businesses that we talked about earlier. What if we gave every small business $450,000 on Main Street and they could take that and hire people, they could research, they could develop, they could create the more tax tax revenues. Think about how we could use that. And, you know, the wall is built in my district. And as you said, the, this administration is actually trying to pay the wall builders not to build or even tear it, tear it down. And when you go down there, like I was a couple months ago, you, it's like a movie, uh, Harry. It's You stand there and see these people coming through the cracks in the wall. The Border Patrol is overwhelmed. You know, they they, they, they tried to do away with the stay in Mexico policy. The Supreme Court told me that they had they had to do that, and I got a bill to make it permanent. Uh, everything they can to to break the law and and lose our sovereignty and have these people come over and and look at they don't know the language they have they have they have nothing going for them and they broke the law out of the out, right out of the box uh, this is a serious serious thing and they were moving around them at night I mean the movement around at night admits they're wrong doesn't it and so. We've got to secure our border. Trump had it right. Build the wall. Put judges down there to give them their due process. Uh, stay in Mexico policy and do away with the catch and release. And we can slow this thing down. But uh, you know, and Biden hadn't even been down there. How about that? And then we got the border zone. Yeah, there yeah. One. How about our vice president, and, and, Congressman? Our vice yeah. president's in charge of it. Right. She's in charge, and she says that ICE is like KKK, and she supports and she supports defunding police for crying out loud. So this is what you got at the border. And, uh, you know, I will tell you this. Uh, you go down there, it, it touches your heart because you see these young people uh, without parents and so forth. And all they got going for them is a piece of paper that was given to them when they started their, 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 their trip. And on that paper is a name and a phone number. 
and they're told to call that name and a phone number and ask for that name when they get here. And that person is either a drug dealer or a sex trafficker. Oh, and, so the, and and tragic. and the and the the border down there is controlled by the by the drug lords. Uh, nobody wants to talk about that. The fentanyl is coming across here. You've mentioned it before. The drugs were literally destroying a generation of young Americans because of the drugs that are coming through. Because we 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 are a land without law down there. And and, and, and just 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 to slip it in, Congressman, not not for any any reason other than it's it's one of the great tragedies of of history of any commander in chief how Afghanistan was handled, how they they took the, the military out first, not the American people. They didn't take the equipment out second. And then we still have people there now, and because of the attention span of what goes on in terms of news cycles and whatnot, Afghanistan has forgotten. There's still people trying to get back uh, that can't get back, and we know what the Tal- Taliban is. Oh, the women are going to be in our government. Everything's going to be great. They closed the schools. They started everything. They We know they do. They're medieval. We know everything that they do, and that also is a stain on this president. What he did, it was and, – and we know we've played the, the audio here on Guy's program, Congressman, of Joe Biden saying exactly how you do it, only he did it the exact opposite way. Instead of one, two, three – he went three, two, one, and look what we've got. So they really, they have messed up everything. And, and I never forget what President Obama said: "Do not underestimate Joe Biden's ability to blank things up." Uh, it's what he does. He's been systematically wrong for almost a half a century. Throw that in there for fun and giggles, not. And it's just very, very sad. Final minute. Give us a closing comment. You hear every year it's the most important election of our lifetime. This midterm election, if it's not the most important, it's one of the most important elections in American history. Do you agree? Oh, there is no question. And, and we all we kind of laugh about it because you're right. Every, isn't every election the most important election of our lifetime? And it has been. And but this this truly is because this is socialism versus capitalism. This is big government versus small government. This is Main Street America against the IRS. It goes on and on and on. And we have to get our country back. And if we if we don't stop this socialistic agenda and we can stop it in the House, if that's all we get, it'll stop it. The Senate will will secure it. But we have to get people engaged. And people that, that say, I'm tired of politicians, I hate politics, they have to get engaged. We have to stand up. We, we can't sit down right now because this is the very future of our life. This is our generation's Valley Forge, and we have to get with it. And never before has been there has there been this much difference between two parties that want to take a country forward. And America's got to be the superpower in the world, Harry. If we're not, the we world do. will implode. And we see it right before our eyes. So everybody needs to get out, do what they can, speak up, and, and challenge these liberal left-wingers that sometimes we don't challenge enough because they cannot take a punch. That's true. Congressman Williams, this is our first visit ever together. You are a great American. I appreciated this opportunity, and I thought the content was so important for guys, listeners to hear. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the visit. Merry Christmas, Harry. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. We will be right back. This is The Guy Benson Show. Guy Benson will be right back. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in just for today. Guy will be back on Monday. I'm partnering with Christine Wyatt and Dan. Let's go to the President of the United States because there was this amazing, fantastical back and forth between Fox News, White House reporter. He's, he's just absolutely carrying the load for the whole press corps. Uh, he's been, I mean, an MVP season. 
Peter Ducey uh, going back and forth with the president. Dan, cut 32. As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay, so $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, and the ACLU is not happy. This is a typical Biden blunder. It's out there. They, they know they wanted to do it, but I, I have to tell you, uh, th- these are the times when a serious journalist – can pose a question that can be so definitive. Peter Ducey put the president of the United States on the spot. We know without his cue cards and without the teleprompter that there is a there's an acuity thing there. And he got him. Peter Ducey got him. And then, of course, the backlash of the woke section of the Democratic Party went bananas. That was journalism the way that it's supposed to be. Not gotcha asking serious questions and getting an answer that the part of the electorate of the Democrat Party that controls the majority, even though they're in the minority, they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all. We will be back. Miranda Devine, New York Post reporter extraordinaire, author of Laptop from Hell, next on The Guy Benson Show. From the most powerful city in the world, unconventional talk from a fresh, unconventional conservative, Guy Benson Show. Welcome back to the Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in today with Christine Wyatt and Dan Guy will be back on Monday. Welcome to the Guy Benson Show on the Guy Benson Show Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, and you'll you'll know as soon as you hear her speak the first word. Very recognizable, very relevant. The New York Post, uh, highly regarded, respected columnist, and I'm very happy for Miranda, best-selling author Miranda Devine, Laptop from Hell. And Miranda, welcome to the Guy Benson Show. It must be a nice problem to run out of books and 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 then have to wait just a little bit for them to come back in. And I do want to refer people to. Uh, Miranda's um, Twitter, and you'll have all the information right there. Miranda Devine on Twitter, and the link is right there to Simon & Schuster. Congratulations on your success, Miranda. Thanks so much, Harry. And um, I guess it is a good problem to to have, but it doesn't feel like that. I feel uh, really, you know, disappointed that people aren't able to get hold of the book yet. But uh, anyway, they are coming back into stock uh, slowly but surely. So I hope everyone will be able to get one who wants one. My lead off question is, I know it's going to matter because I just I, I never lose faith in the country. It's just a matter of we just don't know the date that we can fill it in. When is it going to matter, Biden, Inc., this extraordinary operation that they have, the, the, the syndicate, basically? And, and just a quick sidebar, how is the world-renowned Hunter Biden Museum of Art doing? <laughs> 
Well, obviously he's doing very well with his artworks because uh, he's selling them for astronomical prices um, that no other first-time um, painter ever gets. But, um, of course, that's you know the notoriety of his name uh, that, that's got him that. Whether or not the art is good or bad, we just think it's a bit odd that he would be making more money than, say, a... Um, you know, an original Andy Warhol, for instance. Um, yeah. But look, I, I, I think when it will matter, when it will matter is when uh, the media actually acknowledges that there was wrongdoing. The wrongdoing that we published last October, three weeks before the election, and that they covered up with the help of uh, big tech, the very good help of big tech, and also uh, people like John Brennan in the intelligence community who wrote a propaganda letter saying that the material on Hunter's laptop that we were publishing in the New York Post was Russian disinformation, uh, which, of course, it wasn't. Um, and I, I just think that eventually the weight of the truth is going to overwhelm the cover for Joe Biden. And that may not happen until he's out of office. Um, but uh, we, we do know that the Republicans, if they win back the House and the Senate, uh, have said that they will do an investigation. And we also know that there are at least two, possibly three investigations going on into Hunter Biden, also separate investigation going on into his um, uncle Jim Biden, who's Joe Biden's younger brother. Uh, so who knows? Will the FBI, will the DOJ, will the Delaware authorities, um, will they come up with something? Or is this going to be another case of um, wrongdoing being brushed under the carpet and the American people losing even more faith in their institutions and the political process? Miranda, you touched on so many important things that spawn additional questions. I agree with you. I don't think we have to wait. If President Biden serves a full term, I don't believe there'll be a second. I don't think he runs. And if he does run, he can't win. That basement campaign was a pandemic phenomenon. It could never happen again. Uh, he won't be able to, to run a campaign and win again. He's not going to run again, in my opinion. But I, I do believe at least the House switches. I think both will. But that's when I think... Because they get subpoena power back, as you know, and they'll they'll haul Hunter Biden in there and probably Jim Biden. And I mean, it's it's not like it's the Republicans turn now to go after people. There's legitimate stuff here, isn't there? Oh, there absolutely is. And look, already we know that Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson did a really masterful job all on their own last year, <clears throat> year when they conducted an investigation into Hunter Biden and his dealings, particularly with Ukraine and that corrupt uh, energy company that was paying him $83,000 a month to sit on its board. Um, they uncovered quite a lot of um, financial information from the Treasury Department, these suspicious activity reports that banks are required to file when uh, funny money basically comes into American bank accounts, which a lot of it did come in from China and Russia in particular uh, into bank accounts associated with Hunter Biden and his business partners. So um, they, they've uncovered a bit of the iceberg. And then another piece of that jigsaw puzzle, which I put together for the book, was uh, Tony Bobolinsky and his yeah. material. And he, he was a former partner of Hunter Biden. Uh, he stood up. 
you know, against his own interests, really, put his yes. head above the parapet before the election. And he's a real patriot and, a, a, you know, a businessman, very well regarded in his own right, and a former Navy veteran. And he came out and he said, no, what Joe Biden is saying is not true. He did meet with Hunter Biden's business partners. I have the evidence here. I was one of them who met with Joe Biden twice. Um, and there's so much evidence in the laptop and in the Bobulinski material that Joe Biden met many times with yep. Hunter Biden's business partners while he was vice president. His overseas business partners, whether they were from Mexico, Ukraine, Russia, China, Kazakhstan, he met them. He met them in Beijing and he met them in Washington, D.C. Uh, he invited them to his own house in the Naval Observatory when he was vice president. He went to a dinner that Hunter Biden had organised with three lots of business partners, a three-for-one deal, the Russians, Kazakhstanis and Ukrainians. Um, and he denied all of that. You know, before yep. the election, he said that it was not true. He had n knew nothing about Hunter Biden's business dealings overseas. And his campaign denied our story, saying that a he'd met with a Ukrainian business partner of Hunter's. So there's a lot of untruths have been told by the president, outright lies to the American people. And it's outrageous that you know, a good portion of the media, aided and abetted by the power of Facebook and Twitter, um, decided not to do the proper due diligence on one of the candidates for president because they were so desperate to get rid of Donald Trump. So true. On the Guy Benson Show, newsmaker line is Miranda Devine, author, best-selling author of Laptop from Hell. John Durham, are you surprised that this has gone on as long? I know I know we have the one Washington lawyer that was charged. Is this going much longer than you thought? And what should we uh, take from that? Is Does this mean that there is a lot going on? Or is this a surprise that he's still at this thing? What, what are your thoughts about that? Look, I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, everything I've heard about him is that it, he's an honest man of integrity yep. and yep. courage and follows the evidence where it goes. Uh, and, you know, he, he has said or he, his office has said that they were, had a setback with the pandemic. Some of the investigations they, that they uh, were trying to do were um, delayed. And uh, that makes sense. And also it is complicated. If he's going to put together a really waterproof tight case and we can see the outlines of it with the people that have been charged so far and some of the evidence he's he's put out really voluminous very detailed um uh you know documents into the public sphere uh sort of laying out how he sees that whole russia collusion uh angle and i think um he's already done good work by doing that and i am hopeful that there will be much more and i do think you know not everybody at the fbi and the doj is a corrupt person i think most of them um you know are honest and are trying to do their job to the best of their abilities and have have a lot of ability but i just think that there are people at the top and, uh, you know, powerful people who have uh, kept the truth hidden and, and tried to obstruct various um, investigations that have happened. I mean, look, you just look at the Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley investigation. Yes. They were accused of being um, agents of the Kremlin, peddling Russian disinformation. They were obstructed every step of the way. We see that out in public. 
who knows what's happening to someone like Durham in his investigation. I'm sure he's doggedly moving ahead. He has a lot of power. Um, eventually, I have faith that he will get to the bottom of it. And with a lot of these cases, I do have faith that eventually justice will be done because I think that the new crop of Republicans that will come in, um, you know, after the next, uh, the midterms will be kind of red-pilled Republicans who won't have so many, um, you know, I, I think there were a lot of squandered opportunities during the Trump administration to really stop what was happening with the Russia hoax to really bring Hillary Clinton to um, account. And and they were lost maybe because a lot of the Republicans just were still trying to play by, you know, play by the rules and, and be collegiate. And I think now enough Republicans, enough Americans understand that the Democrats are not what they used to be. They're playing a completely different and very dirty game. And that has to be stopped if, you know, this country is going to be saved. That is so smart. That is so correct. I could not agree with you more on that. Two-minute drill for today, Miranda. And I want to ask you a very serious question because you're one of the only people on the planet that has seen the Hunter Biden laptop. So you know. Is this, in your estimation, criminal behavior or is it just awful, politically corrupt, dirty, terrible behavior, unbecoming, but not criminal Look, I'm not a lawyer, but I know um, two prosecutors who have had a good look at the material on the laptop, and they say that there are um, multiple criminal offences here. So I will take their word for it. Um, if it's not, um, it's it should be, because this is really a betrayal of the American people. It is, um, you know, tens of millions of dollars at least coming in to the coffers of a group of people who were, um, uh, you know, guided and um, orchestrated by Joe Biden. He's been doing this since his earliest days in Delaware as a senator. He's been monetizing his power as a senator and then as vice president, um, internationalizing that influence peddling operation overseas. And that now that he is president... You know, it mattered before, but now he's president. Yeah. It's really crucial to America's national security interests, particularly Miranda, when it comes to China and Russia. Final minute. I, I want to ask you, you as the author, how challenging was it? I mean, people say, oh, you had everything. I, but how challenging was it to write Laptop from Hell? I can't tell you what a mess the laptop is. Only a few people know that. And I guess that's why, even though, you know, bits and pieces have been floating around. No one's been able to get really a coherent story out of it. Um, you know, my colleague Emma Jo Morris did a brilliant job uh, at the beginning pulling the eyes out of it. And, you know, that was with the help of Rudy Giuliani and um, Bob Costello, his lawyer, who, you know, are expert at um, forensically looking through material and finding crimes. Um, and, 
the, the fact is the laptop is a mess like Hunter Biden's life and it, it isn't standalone. It needs to be buttressed and augmented by the Tony Bobolinsky testimony, by the Tony Bobolinsky material and also by um, the very good work that Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson did. You need all those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to see the full appalling picture and there is so much more that can be found out and I think that just needs... Um, concerted efforts from people with subpoena power and more more power to to get financial documents than I do. Finally, almost a close-end question because we're out of time. Was this the toughest assignment that you've ever undertaken? Probably is. I mean, it's the most interesting, but it's fraught with all sorts of hazards, you know, and yes. uh, you're, you're, you're exposing things that the President of the United States doesn't want exposed. And that puts you in a, um, you know, an awkward position, I guess you could call it. The book is Laptop from Hell. If you go to Miranda's uh, Twitter handle, at Miranda Divine, the link, the hyperlink is right there to Simon & Schuster to order the book. Great to visit with you and also follow Miranda uh, and your great work at the New York Post. Have a great day. Thanks for the time. Thanks. Thanks Good so to be much, with you. Harry. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you. We will be right back. Much more important content straight ahead. Why? Because this is The Guy Benson Show. The Guy Benson Show. More next. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in for Guy. Guy will be back on Monday. I'm partnering with Christine Wyatt and Dan. Welcome to The Guy Benson Show. There's just breaking news. Remember, if Jussie Smollett wasn't late for his own sentencing, Guy would have been able to break that. That should have happened on The Guy Benson Show. Uh, but the NFL, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington game, they're each 6-7. and seven. It's, it's almost like a play-in game. Uh, it's so important in terms of trying to make the playoffs. 21 Washington players have COVID-19. That includes both their quarterback and their backup quarterback. So the game has been moved from Sunday to Tuesday, it appears. That's not all. You've got additional uh, situations developing. You have the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, very hard for me to say because of obviously where they were for so long. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns, They've had to move their game from Sunday to Monday at 5 p.m. It's estimated that 24 players on the Cleveland Browns have been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And it's possible that even more NFL games could be affected. The reason we bring this up right now, it's breaking right now, and I believe it serves as a precursor to what's going to be going on. I will tell you that I will never subscribe to President Biden's language I thought it was terrible. I thought it was un- – I think he forgets he's president and no longer just one of a hundred or, or some just fan out in the, in the stadium crying out or calling out some kind of nonsense. When the president said a winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated, I thought it was a terrible thing to say. Absolutely terrible. Later in Guy's program, we'll be talking about COVID-19. But for right now, just to share with you that when you have this many people affected, and of course, obviously, they're in close proximity. Uh, This is the time of year that when it gets colder and the winter season hits and people are more indoors. I mean, this this is what you get. And in fact, of course, now you have an a variant 
Omicron that is 70 times more transmissible. The good news, and when we speak to one of the great Fox News experts, medical experts a little later in the Guy Benson show, from everything that we're learning, Omicron is more transmissible, but the symptoms are mild. And in fact, I've, I've interviewed a number of people who are experienced and credentialed in areas that I would not comment without an expert concurring, where they have said that unlike the Delta variant that can really get at the lungs and cause pneumonia and double pneumonia and these things that cause people to uh, spiral downward onto oxygenators and, uh, and oxygen and ultimately a, a, a ventilator, God forbid, uh, the Omicron appears to stay in the nasal passages, not in the lungs. Liz Peake joins us next on The Guy Benson Show. You're listening to a new generation of talk, Guy Benson. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show with Christine White and Dan. I'm Harry Hurley filling in today. Guy will be back on Monday. And as always, you can follow Guy, Guy P. Benson, Guy Benson Show. That's on Twitter and on Facebook as well. And of course, GuyBensonShow.com. And there's a, a tremendous amount of content on Guy's website. Another extraordinarily relevant guest on The Guy Benson Show, Liz Peak, Fox News contributor and a columnist for foxnews.com. Liz, welcome to The Guy Benson Show. We have a lot to talk about. And let's, let's talk about this Fox Business poll because this isn't always the way it happens. But it appears to me, Liz, that the American people have figured out that their president is a very big problem. Yeah, and isn't that refreshing, really? Uh, good evening. Happy to join you this evening. Um, I think Americans are not stupid, and they see that Joe Biden is really failing on absolutely every front. And I think, you know, being charitable, some of the problems that have beset this White House are not of his creation. He really could not have predicted that we would have new variants that would really swamp our uh, our defenses against COVID, et cetera. But I might, I mean, I have to say it, what is difficult for Joe Biden right now is that people are onto the fact that this is a dishonest White House. Yeah. They're incompetent. They're inept. Uh, they're even bad at politics, which yes. honestly is kind of the last straw, you know. I mean, I, I know this is not significant at all, but Kamala Harris, who is in deep deep trouble in terms of her polling and the things she's done wrong and not doing anything right, really. What does she do? She turns around and redecorates her office. I mean, I know that's not important, but that's all these people do is politics. Hey, but Liz, you know what, though, Liz? It is important when people go to the gas pump and it's $100 to fill their car and it just absolutely challenges, you know, our ability to comprehend and our sensibilities. And when people want to get steak or other kinds yeah. of meat, and you're actually, it's like almost like a mirage. You look at the sticker price, and you can't believe what you're looking at. And then, of course, our president says to us, hey, you got everything you need. I gave you more money than you've ever had, and I'll see you later. I'm going to a billionaire's place in Nantucket. I mean, they're tone deaf on top yeah. of everything else, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But but to your point, you know, the really important thing is that people are hurting, particularly low-income Americans, are being hit very, very hard uh, by the increase in prices. And the Biden administration has literally done zero to make it better. I mean, 
for example, energy. Obviously, energy continues to be a very big reason why the CPI, the, the consumer price index, continues to move higher, and also the producer price index. And, and Biden hasn't even attempted to turn around his anti-oil and gas uh, kind of blitzkrieg that he walked into the office with and encourage oil and, and gas producers to produce more. That would change the needle. That would move the needle on oil and natural gas and gasoline prices. But they are so ideologically rigid that they cannot see that that might be something that would actually help people. Instead, yeah. what are they doing? They're going after businesses. They're saying that yeah. meat producers are the, uh, you know, meat packing houses are the reason that meat prices are higher and oil companies are colluding, which is why gasoline prices are higher. I always find that a terribly weak and unconvincing kind of argument. And the good news is I think Americans are dismissing that too. They are, because this administration always has someone to blame. They take yeah. no responsibility for anything. And you see it in both little things and big things. Here's a little thing, but actually it's probably a big thing when they've been as um, iron-fisted and draconian as they've been with a lot of their uh, programs relative to COVID-19. When the president is in Nantucket and there's a sign right over his shoulder behind him and it says a face mask is required indoors, yeah. <laughs> but he's not wearing a face mask. Then yeah. Jen Psaki gets asked uh, from the podium about this, and her answer is maddening. I, I never forgot this. I, I watched in disbelief. She said her answer wasn't, oh, you know, you, you could catch anybody. He just pulled it down for a second. He's scratching his face. You didn't see it, but it caught him. I mean, didn't even try to come up with something like that. Instead, they obfuscate. She says that... Her answer was, because he's busted, Peter Ducey's on it, he's busted, I mean, we've got the video, and Jen Psaki says, President Biden always follows CDC guidelines, except, <laughs> except when he doesn't. Except when he doesn't, as does Nancy Pelosi, as do so many of the yeah. uh, Democrat leaders who continue to get caught out in these things. And to your point, it really wouldn't be so offensive, except they are so hard and fast on how you have to follow the rules. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're an enemy of the people. Um, yeah. You know, it, we're in trouble right now because I live in New York City. And as of about two days ago, the streets were empty. And yeah. once again, people have been frightened off uh, of being in New York City. Tourists are deterred from coming, because, and I don't think because of crime, although that's clearly been an issue, but I think it's because our governor kind of set out these red alerts, you know, that, oh my gosh, hospitalizations are up, cases are up, and they are, but they're not, frankly, right now, deaths are not up, and that's kind of maybe what you would expect from this new variant, Omicron. If that's why cases are up, shouldn't we be trying to figure out whether this really is that difficult for everybody. I just heard a doctor on the radio, uh, head of the uh, Johns Hopkins Institute or whatever, talk about how we're all going to get this variant. We're all going to get Omicron. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or anything else. So are we just going to shut down life until it's over? Does that really make sense? I'd, the problem is when you don't trust the White House, you don't trust their guidance, you don't really know what to do. I mean, it's a very and I don't. I don't know that we're getting a very full story because all they do is come back to this vaccination thing, which, as we all know now, is a partial remedy, certainly not a full remedy. But the Omicron thing could turn out to be the end of this virus. It could be, yes, we all get it. We all have immunities. But perhaps shutting down New York City right now 
and costing hundreds of thousands of people their jobs again is the most dreadful response to what we don't know. And as Dr. Makari, and he may be right about this, he calls it Amicold, not Amicron, because it seems as though the experts are saying, and we're going to have one on right after you, uh, it seems as though the experts, Liz, are saying that Omicron lives in the nostrils. It doesn't get into your lungs, which that's what's been demolishing people uh, yeah. and putting them ultimately on oxygenators and ventilators and things like that. So it, and I'm, I don't I think there's maybe one confirmed death in the world or something. It's like there's no deaths from it. So you could you could you could be absolutely correct about this, that. If this is me, and they were so concerned about how many mutations there were, but they weren't paying attention to that it's less severe. So yeah. if it's less severe and more people get it, it's 70 times more uh, transmissible, as you know. But if it doesn't kill you, then we could be on our way to yeah. going from pandemic to endemic. Exactly. And, and if that is the case, then sort of leaping in front of it, uh, and, and again, kind of hurting our city. New York City has an uh, unemployment rate more than twice the national average. We have yeah. not recovered from what went on last year. So this is especially burdensome to all those people whose businesses are teetering on the edge of failure. Hundreds of thousands went under already. I'm just so incensed that they yeah. are plowing ahead with imperfect knowledge and hurting people's lives. But, but you know, by the way, I just feel like this administration, whether it's uh, crime in, in poor neighborhoods or it's inflation or now it's this, you know, potential lockdown again, what they're doing to lower-income Americans is just unfathomable. And, and then throw in on top of that the fact that they're not educating their children. Honestly, it is, it is that cohort that really needs to stand up to this White House and say, pay attention to us because you are really killing us. It's so true. Fox News contributor, foxnews.com columnist, the great Liz Peek, on the Guy Benson Show Newsmaker Hotline. Liz, let's go to your work now. That Fox Business poll is at foxbusiness.com, and it really will show you that the American people have figured all this out. They know who to blame. They know who did it. I believe, every, before we go to your column, one last uh, soapbox, I believe the American people have figured out that 11 and a half months ago, we were energy independent and a net oil exporter. And look at us now, Liz. Yeah, and and again, that's not accidental. I mean, we're not drilling as much as we could be drilling. There's a lot of very promising federal acreage which has been taken off uh, the grid by the Biden administration. They are doing also kind of sneaky end runs about around regulations by pressuring banks not to lend yep, to oil yep. and gas producers. All of these things has had a really dumbing down effect on our oil production, which is about a million barrels a day less than it was. Uh, that initially was because of the pandemic, but now it's because of a lack of clarity, the fact that their fa- uh, oil companies are facing potentially higher uh, taxes, and because the Biden administration has put in new methane rules yep. and done everything they could to discourage exploration and production. It is so stupid. We yeah. have yeah. bounteous oil and natural gas reserves yep. in this country, enough for 100 years, yep. and we have an administration that puts no value on that whatsoever. It's appalling. And and can we make sense? I know we can't, but let's talk about it. The, the president <laughs> wants Saudi Arabia to open up the spigot. Yeah. He wants Russia to open up the spigot. 
but why don't we go to Alaska and to Texas? And I mean, what yeah. what are we, exactly. the, 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 the Louisiana, what are we doing? What is this? And, and, and it's not and like they're saving the, way, the planet because we're no. using just as much. Why don't we use that, our own? Exactly right. And, of course, do you think when oil is produced in the Soviet Union or even in Saudi Arabia, it's as well regulated and cleanly produced as it is here in the United States? Hell no. No, it is not. So everything about this policy is just boneheaded. And it is – I don't actually think people like AOC or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, I don't think they know – how oil and gas work. I don't think they know how our energy industries work. I'm pretty sure our energy secretary doesn't, because when she was asked how many uh, million barrels of oil a day do Americans consume, she didn't know the answer know. to that. You did. That was the day. I mean, can you imagine? You knew it. That I knew like it. Energy 101, right? Yeah, that so was terrible. I, I think these people think you plug something in the wall and that's where energy comes from. No, you have to create electricity to fuel a Tesla or to power a grid or whatever. And guess what? Right now, we are mainly dependent on hydrocarbons for doing that. Yeah. It, that This is not really complicated, but they don't understand. It, it's so scary. I mean, it is really. the Governor Granholm knows nothing about energy, and she proved it. You said it. She didn't know how many I mean, barrels a day we use in America. That, that disqualifies you. That makes you unserious on its face. Buddha Judge went away for two months, and nobody even knew it. He knows nothing <laughs> about transportation. I mean, not only True. do we have sort of an absent present president that's not really present in his own presidency, he didn't pick qualified people in the cabinet. No. It, it's a B team at best yes. and a C team at worst. Yeah. And it's, these are people, I'm sure they are well-meaning, but many of them, this is their first primetime gig, uh, and they don't have the qualifications for these jobs. They have no history for these jobs. What they have are, let's face it, racial and gender identities that made them very appealing to the yeah. White House, who was determined to put those qualities first. Yeah, he was checking and, boxes. And, yeah, that, exactly right. And that is not how you run a business. That's not how you run a government. And it sure isn't how you should run the, the White House. All right. Let's talk to Liz Peek about Liz Peek at FoxNews.com. Give us your best minute. I say that Build Back Better is dead. It's not just uh, punted into 2022. How can they even think about it during what's going to be a wave election months later? I say Build Back Better is dead. What do you say? I, I think you're right. Uh, I think at best, there's a lot of haggling about it. They come in with a very stripped-down bill, which, by the way, they should have gone with in the first place, prioritize their ambitions, put something together that maybe most Americans would be in favor of that didn't have a $5 trillion uh, price tag. But I think when the wholesale price index came in close to 10%, that is to say inflation looking close to 10%, and the CBO scored this bill, uh, as realistically costing $5 trillion, I think it died. Liz Peek, follow Liz, foxnews.com. Many, many appearances on the Fox News channel here on The Guy Benson Show. Uh, do, you, do you believe that uh, the midterm election, 30 seconds, the midterm election, a minimum of one, and I think probably both houses will change I would, I'm really optimistic that we'll get both. Uh, I'm pretty positive the House will yeah. uh, change hands. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping for the Senate to do the same. Liz, great to visit with you. All the best. Thank you. Thanks Take for having care. me. Pleasure. Liz Peek, we'll be back in just a little bit more important content straight ahead. This is The Guy Benson Show. The Guy Benson Show. More next. 
Welcome back to the Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in today. Guy will be back on Monday. I have the privilege of working today with Christine Wyatt and Dan, uh, who are just absolutely fantastic professionals. And these are serious times. You think about this. Guy Benson covers national issues with elegance, with great articulation, very, very well-spoken, and has an ability to break things down in relatable, understandable ways. But when you talk about an issue and you're speaking like he does every day to a national audience, you have to bring it home in a way that this is happening here. It could happen where you are. And you have to sort of put yourself with into imaginary type boundaries. This isn't that. It is very rare. Think about this. It is very rare that something is going on in the entire country at the same time. I realize uh, when America is attacked, when we're at war, we all pray. And I mean, we, we can be a collective like that on rare occasions. But this TikTok threat, which so far has not deemed credible incidents, thank goodness, and, and I'll say this on The Guy Benson Show, thank God, and what I've been worried about, I interviewed some students this morning, and I was so concerned. They come to school, a big portion of the school, of the population, the students and the teachers didn't even come to school because parents make decisions. Well, if I don't send my child to school, then nothing bad can happen. If I send my child to school and this threat that we don't think is credible turns out to be credible, then they'll never forgive themselves. So I know a lot of you listening right now. You made the decision. You probably said, hey, you know what? My son, my daughter hasn't missed any time. I'm just not. It's Friday. I'm, I'm not sending him. I'm not sending her to school today. That's a terrible thing. You do not want insecurity like that. And these are the types of insidious things. And once again, it's social media, because I think there is a responsibility where when this is going down, it shouldn't be able to happen. I mean, you if you get something out real quick. And then everybody whispered down the lane, starts talking about it. But this was everywhere. Every single state in the union is dealing with this. If you took your children to school, there were numerous police cars and police officers standing by. And that's a good thing because they're doing their job and they're treating it credible. But think about this. When is the last time that you can remember when an incident you hear about it in one city, you hear about it in one county, maybe in one state, in one region, the entire country, this TikTok and these games that they play where they're having people do or threaten to do terrible things, it is really potentially debilitating to our country. So give that some thought. The entire country, nobody has to say, oh, I think I know how you feel. Everybody knows how everybody feels because we're all dealing with the same thing at the same time a fox news contributor senior health analyst dr manny alvarez very important update next on the guy benson show this is- 
It's 5 o'clock in the most powerful city in the world, Washington, D.C. It's time for the Guy Benson Show Happy Hour, sponsored by the Finnish Long Drink. Finland's most popular alcoholic beverage has come to America. Visit thelongdrink.com. And now, here's your host, Guy Benson. Welcome to the Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in today with Christine Wyatt and Dan Guy. We'll be back on Monday. This is the Guy Benson Show. I feel like I'm violating the rules, but if anybody can make this happy hour compatible, it is the great Dr. Manny Alvarez. Let me just take a moment to introduce him, and we have a very um, serious interview that we're going to conduct during the happy hour because we must. Dr. Manny Alvarez, Fox News contributor, senior health analyst, and we've all been following Dr. Manny's work in the past, and certainly it's almost two years now during the pandemic itself. Dr. Manny, welcome to the Guy Benson Show. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, sir. And with the greatest show on turf, the NFL, postponing at least two games, one for three days as it stands now, another one for one day, is this a precursor of the remainder of our winter season? Your thoughts? Well, listen, it very might well be. Uh, people are focusing on positivity rates. They're not focusing on on death rates or, or severe complications. You know, we, we, we have to assume, you know, like this virus is going to be a chronic virus for the rest of our lives. You know, it's acting almost like the flu virus, if you will, where it changes shapes, uh, you know, vac- uh, you know, underlying vaccines or cumulative vaccines seem to be very protective against death, which is the bottom line. So, but if you keep using positivity rates to kind of, uh, you know, conduct a social reform, and it seems that every indication that our government, our politicians, they don't want to be blamed for anything, you know, uh, and they're therefore they're going to use very draconian measures to, yeah. you know, to to lock things down. Yep, uh, Dr. Manny, let me ask you about Omicron because I really believe what I'm about to say to you, and we'll see if you agree or disagree. Uh, Miss Coetzee in South Africa, she did everything right. They were they they self-reported. They told the world timely. The the world seemed to ignore when she said that their experience was that it was mild, that it hadn't killed anyone, uh, and that it was much more mild than the Delta variant. That got left out, so our markets got hysterical. Uh, but then the truth caught up and became self-evident, and the markets uh, got got their uh, their losses back. But I don't think there's been enough. You've done it. Fox News Channel has done it. Fox News Radio has done it. I don't think there's been enough intellectually honest reporting where people can understand that what Omicron is and and what it isn't. So what are your thoughts with what we know right now? I mean, for example, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I've been told that Omicron, the reason it's not demolishing people, everybody got all hung up on the the variants. Oh, my God, mutations, 25, then then it's 56 out of nowhere, mutations. But I've been told by experts that this Omicron hangs out in the nostrils and doesn't demolish you by going down to the lung area. Is that correct? 
That is correct. I mean, that is what the papers and the science is revealing. You know, let's take one minute, if, if, I, yeah. if I may. Of course. When, when COVID came out originally, okay, it was a virus that had, a, you, know, you know, high infection rates and it gave you, it made you very sick, high temperatures, uh, flu-like symptoms, respiratory discomfort. And then post two or three days after that infection, the reaction that you got from your body, you know, the inflammatory response was what led to a lot of the inflammation of the lungs and tissues and kidneys and so on that led to the deaths. Okay, so when you look at, you know, you know, I worked, you know, through all through the pandemic in in the one of the busiest hospitals that had the most patients of COVID. So we were always dealing with the three or four days post-admissions, that inflammatory reaction. And, you know, you went through the panoply of things. How do you prevent clots and, and get blood thinners and the steroids and so on and so forth until you got the right mix and whether ventilation was necessary at the beginning or, or later in the phase. We, we went through all of that, and now we know. However... When you look at the variants, especially this Omicron, uh, you begin to see that the inflammatory response that led to the death is not there. So, you know, unless you have, you know, massive underlying problems, so you're immunocompromised and you never got a vaccine, all of that, if you put that triad together, yes, of course, it may kill you. But for, the, for what's happening in America, when you almost have 70% of the population uh, vaccinated, when you have, you know, on the line uh, immunity, uh, people that have been exposed to the COVID, you're not seeing that. You know, and, and I'm, I'm sick and tired of people also talking about, you know, a, a, a ICU crisis yeah. throughout America. Listen, if you have an, a small hospital in the middle of the country that may have four ICU beds and two are occupied with a COVID complication, yes, you could argue that, you, that you're under distress. But most hospitals in the city of New York, you know, in New Jersey, we're not really going through that massive, oh, my God, we may have to shut down. Uh, no, the, the, the narrative is on the smaller hospitals, and I understand that, in the smaller communities where they don't have the resources and they're just looking at an ICU with two or three beds. But, you know, but the, the sky is not falling. People should continue to, yes, please focus on the vaccine. Vaccines are good. Uh, they're safe. And we, we push for that. But let's not you know, let's not shut the country down over these issues because that's going to be 10 times worse for the long-term livelihood of America and for the health of America in general. Sobering commentary from Dr. Manny Alvarez, one of the best in the business, Fox News contributor and a senior health analyst on the Guy Benson Show Newsmaker Hotline. You mentioned the vaccines, and it was literally where I was going to go next. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the doctor, I'm the layperson. Was this extraordinary that the CDC panel is saying if you got the one shot J&J, get a Pfizer or Moderna booster, they're recommending you not get the J&J? I get the handful of blood clot things that we've had, and I'm not minimizing that. But am I correct that that's rather extraordinary what they're doing here? They're, They're saying on one hand, it's safe. Take it. 16 million Americans have taken it. About 200 million have taken Pfizer, Moderna, but what a um, what what a 
what a comment that is, I, I believe, commentary that they're saying, don't take J&J, take one of the others. Now, the panel, Rochelle, as you know, Dr. Uh, Walensky is going to review all that, but I haven't seen them not take the recommendations of these panels. Was that an extraordinary vote that came out? You know, unfortunately, those are the mixed messages. Remember, when J&J came out, uh, it's a different kind of vaccine. It's yep. a you know, typical vaccine. It's not like the messenger RNA type of vaccine. So it's, it's more traditional, if you will. And, and we can't, when it came out, and J&J was a little bit late to the game, yep. um, uh, uh, you know, the efficacy was not as profound in the response rates that you expected compared to what the response rates was for Moderna and, and, uh, and Pfizer. So it almost it always had a little bit of a you know of a back backlog and 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 um, you know and also now the data is showing that you know you can mix and mash vaccines right you can mix uh, moderna with pfizer um, for instance I, I took pfizer too but i decided to get my booster in moderna i just wanted to mix it up a little bit you know it's like betting you know putting ten dollars on 17 on roulette and i just went uh, you <laughs> know and it. i went for the color <laughs> and you hit it you hit it <laughs> yeah so i, I hit it I, you know i hit it so so that's perfectly fine you know the science is there there's nothing going to happen to you the j and j you know uh, that's going to be probably the recommendation. I am sure that J and J is going to respond to to whatever happens, but I think that for now, uh, to be on the safe side, you know, maybe consider another booster. Yeah, what I think is a shame about it uh, is this: that has been, and I've had a number of people that are in social services fields that reached out to me when that comment was or that vote was taken, because, for example homeless population, and any type of transient person that you're lucky to get them one time. The J&J was good for that because they didn't have to worry about coming back two or three weeks later or anything like that. Now I think they just really put put the horns on, on J&J because if they tell you not to take it, then who's going to want to take it, Doc? Well, look, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily go that path. I think that J&J vaccine is a still very good and safe vaccine and i think it's going to continue with accreditation and you're absolutely right it was a one-shot deal it gives you some some protection yep and i think that was perfectly fine but remember whether we're talking about the pfizer or the moderna or the j and j you're going to get uh if things continue and the science continue to evolve as it is evolving this would be this is going to be a yearly thing until the cows come home. Yeah. So get used to this. Yeah. Nothing is going to change. You know, I hope that all the nonsense with the mask and this and the positivity and all of that, eventually people, you know, it's going to go away. But, you know, if, if you ask me five years from now, are we still going to be pushing for COVID annual vaccines? You, I put my money, you know. Why? Well, I, I mean, to my knowledge, Dr. Manny, th- there's never been a coronavirus ever cured. So it means um, the common cold didn't get it's here. It's here forever. And, and I would imagine this will be, too, or it would be the first coronavirus ever cured. I think it's going to be like the flu where maybe there's different variants and how they tailor the flu shot. You know, the, evidently these companies can be very nimble. And But do you see this being like a, a cocktail industry? Okay, now we have Omicron, so now we whip that up in the lab. And in a couple months, you can take an Omicron one. And, and by the way, in terms of um, Omicron, 
Do you think this is going, because it is so transmissible, they're saying 70 times uh, more transmissible, and like you said in the beginning, it was so important, it isn't the positivity rating isn't the big number. It's how are people doing? In other words, if you get it and it's not much more than, than a cold, uh, that's what one of your colleagues calls it, uh, I'm a cold, not Omicron. Uh, and so what's everybody getting crazy over this for? But do you think this is going to lead to remote learning again, which was terrible, and kids lost their social-emotional quotient that they need to have. It was devastating for more than a year and a half. They get back into school. I will tell you, there's somebody that we know that I don't know if she's going to want to reveal it, but told me uh, during Guy's show today that their school is in lo- is going to go virtual again. Are we? Is it all starting all over again? Listen, I, I hope not, but I predict that something will continue to be restrictive in our societies for the yeah. few months. Uh, listen, the only way I, I was driving back today from south, uh, southern Jersey, and I have an autistic son that I speak about and I write about all the time. And, you know, Ryan was vaccinated, you know, doubly vaccinated and all of that. And, you know, I'm listening to the news and all of that. And, and, and you know, and, and in his interpretation of how the world is, he says, Dad, if I got vaccinated, why do we still have all these issues? Because, you know, he watches the news and all that. It is very hard for young adults and for children in particular to be dealing with a country that is every day telling you that the world is ending because of of a virus, which we as scientists, and I put myself in that with a a humble hat on, um, we got it under control. And, and how about this? We got it under control. Yeah, it is so true. And out of the mouths of babes, that is the answer. And they, we're in the final minute, Dr. Manny. They keep telling us, follow the science. Only they don't follow the science, do they? No, they find, they, 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 as I said, these politicians don't want to get caught. Anybody blaming them for anything. You know, no, it was not me. It was it. Everything is about COVID. Nothing, you know, uh, some things are, are about COVID. But no, the rest is about the economy and decisions that we make and legislation that we pass and and the society that that is evolving in the United States. You know, it's not everything is not all about COVID. I have to ask you this question, Dr. Manny, I've got to squeeze this in and we're already on overtime. So we got to go in like 20, 30 seconds. Is it true that when it mutates, viruses want to survive? So they really don't want to kill the host. They don't want to kill you or me because they want to live. If they kill us, they committed suicide. So is that part of what Omicron and the the mutations where they're not as severe? Is that true what I just said? Listen, biology lives together in all species, and you're absolutely right. Everybody wants to survive in this planet. There you go. You're you're absolutely right. Dr. Manny, you are special. You are a star. Thank you so much for being on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you, sir. All the best to you and your family. Merry Christmas. We will be right back. Much more important content straight ahead on The Guy Benson Show. The Guy Benson Show. More next. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show. Ho, ho, listen to that. Ho, ho. You can't say ho, ho, no to that. That is ho, ho, ho. The boss, Bruce Springsteen. Welcome to The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in for Guy with Christine Wyatt and Dan. Guy will be back on Monday. So my identical twin brother, 
is an enormous music aficionado. Incredible knowledge about everything music. I was on air. He reaches out to me immediately and sends me this item that the Bruce Springsteen catalog is being sold to Sony Music. So I immediately thought, wow, the last time I looked, the boss was worth about a half a million dollars or a half a billion dollars, $500 million. Let's get that straight. And now this looks like it is a $500 million deal. Now, there's a lot here, and the, the as of yesterday, Springsteen nor his reps were even confirming it, but many, many people in the industry have confirmed it, have reported it, and it will be the largest single artist music catalog deal ever. It will eclipse a nearly $400 million deal that Bob Dylan did with Universal. It reminded me when Michael Jackson, the king of pop, bought the Lennon-McCartney songbook. I, I was just blown away. And typically what happens, although I will not speak to this deal because I don't know it, but typically the artist retains the right. They can sing their music. And it's, it's really like having your cake and eating it too because you still get to play the music and you, you make this incredible transaction. So that looks like it's happening. It is in the music industry. Obviously, it's it's an earthquake because the Dylan deal several years back was like, wow. I mean, look at this. So I think what you see is the performing artists see that they have a catalog and inventory of product, their intellectual property that has tremendous value. And that's why, for example, George Lucas was able to sell Star Wars for a billion dollars. And now the boss, Bruce Springsteen, is doing this. When we come back, that's a fun story. This is not a fun story. I know it's the happy hour, so I think the Bruce Springsteen story just qualified under Guy's rules. I don't think the Dr. Manny, that was serious stuff. This is going to be serious stuff with the team. Christine's going to join us next as well on air. This is The Guy Benson Show. Talking about the issues you care about. Guy Benson. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley filling in for Guy, who will be back on Monday with Christine Wyatt and Dan. Privileged to be here filling in for Guy and we're going to bring in the, uh, the fabulous producer of The Guy Benson Show, Christine, uh, because this is a very important conversation we're going to have. Dr. Fauci this morning is saying that the, the, we need to become more – we may need to become more restrictive. On, I don't want to misquote him. We may need to become more restrictive. Broadway is postponing and even canceling. Uh, Tina Turner and some of the other things postponed for at least a week, some even longer. Uh, schools are starting to chatter. The NFL is postponing games. Christine, our fabulous producer of the Guy Benson Show, I've been I've been to this movie. I didn't like it the first two times. I have this feeling it's all starting over again, isn't it? It. Uh, you're 100% right, Harry. It is, you can see it coming. From a mile away, we can see this coming. And it's 
going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I know in the town that I live in, they just announced they're going virtual starting on Monday. Now, I don't know if they're just doing that to get through the holidays because Christmas okay. Eve is on Friday, so maybe, but I doubt it. I, I know the cases are rising here. And as we know, and what Dr. Manny has said, these cases might be going up, but it doesn't, it, it's a cold. And yeah. I don't know why we are, you know, in such a frenzy. Um, I had told you earlier, and I had told the audience earlier this week, um, my daughter's teacher came to school with COVID. Wow. And then that uh, took my daughter out of school for over 48 hours because we had to go get her tested and they wouldn't let her back in. So we need to be responsible, but we also need to not freak out. And that's coming from somebody that is usually a pretty hysterical girl. Christina, so uh, I'm Christine, telling people go ahead, not to go ahead. freak out. Yeah. If I'm telling people not to freak out, then you know it's time to calm down. Let me ask you, Christine, as a broadcaster and as a mom, in terms of what I call the social-emotional component, when children were all virtual, they couldn't play with each other, they, they, they didn't have that normal contact that's so important when you're developing, I think it was a, de- a debilitating period of time where the job of parent was tougher than ever. Some children thrived under virtual learning, some foundered and, and did, failed and did terrible. Some we lost. Uh, it was just awful, and to think we may be going back to that, and in your case, you are going back to that. You just don't know if it's for the rest of the school year or for the, the, the precursor to the break, which kind of would make sense if they do it for a few days, and then you come back a few days into the new year and you're back in the classroom. I think the kids being in the classroom, it, it, it robs them in so many ways if they don't. And some, as you know, Christine, some need the teacher right there. They just don't do well with the virtual. Yes. I mean, my daughter is an only child. So having her home and doing virtual for the months that she was, was really, really tough on her. She didn't have anybody really here to play with. I mean, we felt so bad. We wound up, I mean, we have our dog now, Rosie. We got a puppy for her. So she could have some joy, you know, through this all. And luckily, she did go back to school last year where I know a lot of kids didn't. I can't imagine us all going backwards. You know, I just started back at work just a few months ago, and I already just had to text my boss and say, listen, I have no clue what's definitely going on here, but I got to let you know, you know, if she goes virtual, I'm back home. And luckily, our company is amazing. And she's like, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. But do you know how many parents this is going to affect their job and how hard this is going to be on them? They they could lose their job over this. And when we keep hearing that we follow the science, we follow the science, if we find out that this very transmissible Omicron variant is not killing people and, in fact, it's not even making people all that sick, then we don't need to shut the world down again, shut our country down. We lost, and you know, you know New Jersey very, very well. Uh, so, so does Wyatt, so does Dan, so does Guy. We lost one-third of our businesses forever. Oh, We can't have that. We can't start that again. It, I mean, obviously, we've just seen so much, I mean, so many terrible consequences of what happened during the pandemic 
I mean, there's so many things you can blame of businesses losing them, the crime going up. I mean, there's so many things that we we need to learn from what happened last time. And we cannot shut this country down. I'm telling you, though, I know a lot. I mean, we live in New Jersey, so it's a very Democratic state. It's very possible it will shut down. But I know there's going to be a lot of states out there where they are not going to do this. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Florida is going to be one of them. Yeah, and you even have counties within states that aren't following, for example, as you know, you follow it very closely uh, in general and also on the Guy Benson show, Governor Hochul. I mean, she is wild. I mean, she has people wishing that Andrew Cuomo was still governor. I mean, that's that's saying a, a mouthful just there because she is completely radical. And it is though they exploit the emergency for maximum political advantage maximum political control i even i have to say this see if you buy into it christine i smell vote by mail elections in key areas where they're going to try to affect the midterm elections oh you better believe it of course they're going to i mean that's not a doubt in my mind uh the the left they know what they're doing here and it's it's a control thing and we just can't let it happen. You know, Guy speaks about this a lot. And like you said, Guy constantly says, if we're following the science, yes. especially with children, we know that even if they get it, they're not getting sick. Yep. And what I think is really important for the listeners of The Guy Benson Show, Guy has been incredibly intellectually honest about COVID-19. He's been compliant uh, he has said and done all the right things. He's been a great example on this issue. Then when he says something like, we can't go back to where we were before. See, my my feeling is, and I, I think we're going to agree on this, Christine, but if we have a split decision, the time is yours. We can be responsible. We can be compliant. We can do the right thing, and we don't have to shut our lives down. Of course. I mean, we, we, we've proven this within the past, what, six, seven, eight months here yep, yep. that we, we can carry on. I mean, we went through Delta. You know, we, we can do this. And like you said, if people are responsible. But if people are not responsible, we're going to go into lockdown again. Right. Here's another thing and, to remember, too, Christine. We went through Alpha. Then we went, went through mm-hmm. Delta. Then we heard, oh, my God, now it's, it's Mu or Mu. And then it's Lambda. I was waiting for, like, Revenge of the Nerds. Lambda, 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 and Omega Mu. So we had Mu, we had Lambda, but that didn't. That was going to be horrific. But it didn't. It petered out. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't translate into anything. Now we assume because we're being told that Omicron is going to be the next apocalypse. Maybe it won't. As Dr. Manny said, maybe, or one of the guests today on the, on the Guy Benson show, maybe this will be the end of it, and we go from pandemic to endemic. Because if this weakens and a lot of people, including breakthrough with the vaccinated that get all get this, maybe this ends the thing. Who knows? So, I, yeah, I do agree with you. But I, and, and like I said, if, about being responsible, we have to make sure also people that are very anti-vax, they need to know, you know, what's going on here and they need they need to be informed better and probably go get yourself vaccinated. It's going to help. Yeah. Um, and, unfortunately, the government keeps moving the flag. And, you know, they told us if we did this, then this would happen. If we would get this vaccination, this would happen. And now all of a sudden, like, what what is the meaning of fully vaxxed? We don't know. Does yeah. that mean booster? Some people are saying so. Um, I, uh, Christine, I see I that coming. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. I see it coming. 
because let's face it, if you had your second shot eight or so months ago, you were yeah. probably not protected right now. Uh, so there, I, I do see the booster coming into play where the government will say you are not vaccinated unless you've had the booster. I, I see that coming. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. I mean, just probably wait till right after the holidays. And that's going to be the problem also is, and we're going to talk about this next segment, you know, with Christmas and New Year's coming up, you're going to see such a spike right after. Yeah. And that's where the left is going to use it. That's where the government's going to use that. Say, and tell okay, us we can't on. do this. Look what happens yeah. when you're too close together. Exactly. we got to do all this draconian stuff all over again. What do you say, because you're one, what do you say to the parents in the Guy Benson Show universe relative to explaining to your children if you you are having it happen? I guarantee you it's happening somewhere else in, in, in Guy's audience. What do you say to parents that this may be happening again? I, I, there, I don't even know what I could say to parents because I know how frustrating this is. I, like I said, I'm lucky that I have a job and my husband has a job that we can, you know, move parts around. But this is really, really going to hurt families. And I don't know what to say to the parents because there's not much, you know, what are they going to do? They're, what are they going to do when their school closes? They don't. There's nothing that they can do. Because they're very young, it's they're impressionable, they're developing, their minds are literally literally developing, and they've been in this yo-yo pattern of virtual, back, virtual, back. I just think it's terrible. And the kids are, kids are smart. I mean, I'm not going to just brag about my daughter. I'll say a lot. A majority of kids are very smart and smarter than we think they are. My daughter just said to me before... Um, she said, Mommy, Daddy told me about Omicron, and I'm not scared because it's basically a cold. You know, more people are getting it, but you're not as sick. She understands it. So why don't adults understand it? And Dr. Manny did agree, because as a layperson, I'm very careful with what I say, and especially careful on The Guy Benson Show. So I asked Dr. Manny, for those that missed the last segment, go to Guy's podcast. It's very listenable. And in fact, I, I think you're going to be readily able to see that uh, and listen to it in the near future uh, with what Christine's doing on it. But the, the issue is, he agreed with it, Omicron hangs out in the nasal passage. It does not go into the lungs. That that is so incredibly important in terms of severity and potential severity that makes this omicron a positive test result if you get it but not the same thing as if you got a heavy viral load of the delta variant and they even said there was a delta plus at one point it's a different ball game and we and we should be and i know fox news channel and fox news radio that they are intellectually honest about that. We need to have that honest conversation because a positive case, if it's Omicron, might not be all that much to worry about. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I have to say, though, I was on the fence about getting a booster right away. I wasn't sure, but uh, you will be sure that I am going to be trying to get any appointment I can this weekend and go get myself boosted. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? And then when we come back, we're gonna, the whole team is going to be here, and we're going to talk about Christmas parties and you know all kinds of things. Are you changing your holiday plans because of COVID nineteen? All that coming up. Anything in closing you want to share, producer? 
Well, I, I, I just have to say, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here with popcorn for the next couple of weeks because we know what we're about to see. And I mean, speaking of, we're going to be talking about this in the next segment. But I mean, people in Philadelphia, officials are saying, "Hey, don't have your Christmas indoors. Go outside and have your Christmas." And if anybody knows where Philadelphia is, it's not the warmest time of the year right now. Sobering. Advice from producer Christine. We will be right back with the whole team. This is The Guy Benson Show. The Guy Benson Show. More next. Welcome back to The Guy Benson Show with Christine Wyatt and Dan. It is the happy hour. I'm Harry filling in today. Guy will be back on Monday. So the whole team is here. All of Team Christine, and I'm an honorary member of Team Christine. Uh, Christine and I just had a, a very nice discussion very serious discussion in the last segment. So let's give Wyatt the first comment. Dan will get the second comment, then Christine, and I'll make a brief comment. The topic is, are you planning to change? Are you changing any of your holiday plans because of COVID-19? Wyatt. Um, no, I'm, I'm not. Actually, tonight I'm going to a holiday party. So no, I'm, I'm not changing anything. I think I'm vaccinated, so I feel safe. Dan? I'm not changing anything myself, but my family has decided to kind of um, shrink our, our holiday uh, next week. We have a big family. Mom's one of seven, so we always have a big family together. And, of course, we didn't last year. And this year we decided to do just uh, immediate family all separated. And it's kind of sad. You know, I love seeing all the kiddos that are in my family, and, and I'm c- going to kind of miss out. And is that to be safe, to protect the family? Yeah, I think because there's older people in, in my family and people want to just, you know, play it safe. And people are hearing everything in the, in, the, in the news and things like that, and they're getting a little worried. And, Christine, we know that your daughter's school, your sending district, is uh, going back virtual. We don't know for how long, but you do know that that's happening effective immediately this Monday. Are your holiday plans changing because of COVID-19, Christine? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm hoping not. I was planning on uh, having a family New Year's Day party, which I thought would be cool. Get the aunts and the cousins and everybody together, especially since we're selling our home. That would be a nice little last hurrah. I have a feeling that's probably going to be cut down because, like Dan had said, some of the elderly um, folks might not want to go. We're all supposed supposed to be going to Massachusetts, where my husband's family lives, on Christmas Day. We're hoping that's still the plan, but um, we have had some family members that have just recently had surgery and they're a little, you know, immune compromised. So I don't, I don't know. Um, it's like you have to think. Right. You have to think about. We're this. gonna have to think about it. And unfortunately, yeah. I'm seeing it from other people. You know, I had one of my best friends. Um, screenshot a text message she got from an aunt. Uh, it was like over 20 people on the group message, and she canceled their huge Christmas Eve party. And now everybody's scrambling to figure out who can go where and what they're going to do, or do they have to go buy their food, or are they going to be alone? And it's sad because it's the news that um, causes panic. We have an annual Christmas Eve party as well. It's about 10 people. 
We're going to have it. We're not changing it. I do feel like we're very fortunate. We have a safe uh, family. We have a nurse practitioner and and a nurse that will be in in the house. I always say it's the safest house at all the holidays. We're going to do it. We're going to keep living. We're all vaccinated. We've all been compliant. We're all responsible. We're going to recreate. We're going to live. We're not going to shut down. We're going to uh, do what we always do. My company, uh, as you all know, I work for Town Square Media. Our company had our Christmas party last night. We did it. We recreated. Uh, quick closing comment around the horn. I know we're down to less than a minute. Wyatt, closing comment real quick. Real quick, some breaking news. Uh, the Radio City Christmas Spectacular has been canceled for the remainder of the season due to COVID. So there you go. I mean, that that is the exclamation point on today's Guy Benson show, and in particular, the many segments we've done today about COVID-19. Christine, Wyatt, and Dan, you make it so incredibly easy for me. I've got the easiest job on Team Christine. Guy will be back on Monday. On behalf of The Guy Benson Show, stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. We'll get through it. Even if it's going to start again, we'll get through it. This is The Guy Benson Show. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.